Hey, welcome to Pro Football Ireland uh, recording on uh, Wednesday evening time, late in the depths of a Wednesday evening on the Emerald Isle. Michael McQuaid, delighted to be joined by Michaela Fagan. Uh, Michaela, sitting in Dublin on a lovely Wednesday evening. Uh, how is Dublin this, this Wednesday evening? Is it like Tyrone, like grey, wet, miserable? I think it's absolutely freezing. I think it's absolutely freezing up here. Um, it's so it's not wet. I wish it was raining, but I love the rain. I don't know why I do. I prefer the rain over the sun, but I think it's just really, really cold. But yeah, it's what- sorry. <laughs> We were going to do this bonus podcast or just a separate po- po- podcast for a start, Michaela. Obviously, me, me and Mark are um, going to be out in Arizona next week. Uh, frankly, I didn't want you left out because you're not going, so I wanted to get you know, your Super Bowl picks and just sort, sort of your thoughts on everything. It's funny, though, because even though we um, even though we agreed to do this, obviously, on one of the busiest days of the year for me because I'm getting ready to go over to Arizona. This is the last day I'm actually in the house. Of course, something has to happen, and we and we have to lead off with this, Michaela. It's um, this guy called Tom Brady. Uh, a, a lot of people have heard of him, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Calvin slash Corkman, with his roots, has decided at the age of forty five years old to retire. Um, and I have to say, well, it was announced in a video um, earlier on today. I think at like one o'clock our time, around that time. I uh, just just in the basic video. No ball. Uh, Brady announced his retirement. Seemed you know, very, very emotional when he was announcing it. And I think you could see the acceptance in his speech that he was just very sad, Michaela, very resigned to the fact that this was it. Um, and it does seem now, you know, he said for real this time. I think he truly means it. Um, you know, it, it, I think we'll be here all day to talk about this, but a seven-time Super Bowl champion, five-time MVP in the Super Bowl, uh, three-time MVP of the league, two-time comeback player of the year, 15-time pro bowler, holding so many records. Uh, and I think more importantly, records that will never be broken in this league. We will not see the like of this ever again. The fact that he won seven Super Bowls, but the fact that he played for 22, 23 seasons um, is sensational. And I don't think I appreciated, and I'll talk about this in a minute, I don't think that I appreciated his true greatness until he went to Tampa Bay because I hated the Patriots. Uh, and now, after covering this for a few years, I, I realized that I have to look at it from a from a non-biased point of view. And I, I try not to hate anyone now. I actually quite like Bill Belichick now <laughs> for what he does. But uh, for me, it's, um, yeah, it's a weird one. It's just, it's just your thoughts, Michaela, on the whole thing. I'm devastated that Tom Brady's retiring because one reason, one selfish reason is that I never got to see him in the flesh. I never got to see him live. And I really wanted to back in November when he was in Munich with the Buccaneers playing the Seahawks. And I I knew at that time that it'd be my only chance to see that man play football before he possibly either retired at the end of this season or the end of next season. I genuinely didn't think he was going to retire um, at the end of this season. If you listen to our last podcast with Mark, me and Mark were arguing whether he should be with the 49ers while Michael was laughing at us. Um, Michael kept saying that he was going to go to the Raiders. So I actually think we're all a little bit 
um shocked that he's retired like I know personally like I've only started watching the league in the last couple of years mainly when he went to the Buccaneers is when I like obviously I saw him and I knew about him I think everybody who doesn't even watch football knows who Tom Brady is um but I didn't really get to appreciate his greatness because I became a fan of the sport late but I still read about him I still watch his documentaries you know I I know all of his stats and all of his I mean all of his Super Bowls that he's won so of course I know how great he was but it would have been great to get another few years out of him even though it's probably impossible he's he's 45 um I do feel bad that he went out in such a bad season not a bad season for him personally but just the team he was on um, you know, you you win the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers when he first joins them, and then they go far in the playoffs in in the next year with them, and then this year they were just nearly like a laughing stock, you know, losing the teams they shouldn't have lost to. And I would have loved him to gone out on a high like Peyton Manning did. He should have just probably retired after that Super Bowl with the Bucks. But we know Brady, you know, he always plays with a chip on his shoulder. He always wanted to prove people wrong, and I think he definitely did, regardless of how the last season went. Um, but I would have loved for him to retire on a Super Bowl. But you know, well, he's seven, so I I think he'd be greedy at this point. But yeah, he's he's definitely the greatest of all time, and I don't think he'll ever ever be matched. It's funny because the talk is coming out today of it was never it was going to be Tampa Bay retire. That was what he's now telling people. I don't believe that for a second. I think somebody like Tom Brady shops around. I do believe the Dolphins talk. I certainly believe the Raiders talk that was happening over the last couple of weeks. But I also believe the Niners talk. None of that really matters now because obviously he's gone. Um, and it's 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 a huge loss to the league. Yeah, like, I mean, I seen Brady play twice in Denver, the year after the Broncos won the Super Bowl. And then the year after that, the Patriots were scheduled to play the Broncos uh, in both years due to scheduling for the second year. And uh, went over with my mate Shane, he's a big Patriots fan, texting him earlier on, he couldn't believe it either. Uh, just fortunate enough to, to see him play. I never thought I'd get the opportunity to see him play again, to be honest with you. Um, and then obviously, yeah, to see him play, ask him a question, loads of different things in Germany was pretty cool. Something I'll always uh, hold with me. I, I'd like to think, Michaela, that he'll come and explore his Irish roots at some point, whether that is when... Uh, you know, if his old alma mater, Michigan, ever play in, in, in the Dublin game here, I have no idea if they will or not. I have no intel. Um, but let's see what happens. I guess for me, the one thing that stands out for me, and this is probably going to be a bit off the cuff, uh, not really what the, the, the general scope would be, but for me, Michaela, the, uh, the play that stood out for me as a fan, which showed me the, port- the, the perseverance that Tom Brady had, was this random play. It was in the 2015 AFC Championship game in Denver and the Broncos were up 20 to 12 against the Patriots and Brady had to lead, had to lead the Patriots on a drive down the field. I think it was fourth and 10 and he put, put up, just somehow found, found a way to get down to Gronkowski and then on the following couple of plays, get a touchdown. They obviously they ended up missing the extra points to take the game to overtime. The Broncos went on to win the Super Bowl, and Manning walked away, and that's his fairy tale ending. But Brady's perseverance and his his ability to work in those moments will be his legacy for me. He's he was just an unbelievable quarterback, and I do regret not appreciating him until he's gone now. And I think maybe 
I need I saw you know and this is the personal thing like maybe I need to take my hat off at times and appreciate the talent that certain players like Patrick Mahomes for example has um going forward but uh, he'll be missed it'll be interesting to see what he does next he's obviously got Fox lined up and uh, we've got seven months Michaela to talk about Tom Brady so we're going to talk about something else here as well don't worry uh, right I want to get your picks right uh, we're, I'm going to get your Super Bowl pick at the end and I'm not giving away mine yet or Mark because we'll do probably do a podcast next week but I wanted you to have your big moments here on this podcast and here who I, I can't wait to see who you're going to pick but we're going to go through some of the NFL honor stuff right uh, the NFL honors is next Thursday I'm going to it but apparently you have to wear a suit and I'm not I don't I don't think I'm going <laughs> I'm not packing a suit into that suitcase that's a whole different discussion you're More telling me you won't go to the honors because you have to wear a suit I'll wear a suit I'll <laughs> It's more getting it over. It's getting it out of Dublin Airport. High, you know. I think. I think that's the thing. Um, right. We're 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 gonna start off here. So we're gonna start off with MVP. Um. So I'll I'll give my pick afterwards. I'll probably I might just depending on how much time we get next week. Might do a podcast with Mark at eleven o'clock at night in Arizona. We'll see if we do. But um, Michaela, MVP. You've got Mahomes, Burrow, Hertz, Allen, Justin Jefferson. Who is going to win the MVP and why do you think? If I was going from a biased point of view, I think it's between two players. I think it's between Hertz and Mahomes. And I feel so bad and annoyed for Hertz because I feel like if he hadn't have been injured those two games and didn't play you know you could you could look at that and could be like well that's even more of a reason that he's MVP his team were really bad without him they couldn't win two games against I know the Cowboys were like a big team but they even they couldn't even beat the Saints without him and they were terrible like I think they're not a great team so that could even play more into the fact that you know it should be Jalen Hurts but I think it's going to be boring again they're going to give it to Patrick Mahomes just based on stats and because it's Patrick Mahomes you know Patrick Mahomes is going to turn into the Tom Brady's in now will he get seven Super Bowls I doubt it but he's going to be that player that you know everyone hates because he's so good or you know he's always in the AFC championship game or he goes to about 20 Super Bowls in his career and for me personally that's kind of why I don't like him at the moment and I do think his family are a little bit annoying they don't know when to just stop talking um but I do think it hurts me to say this, uh, pun intended, but I do think it will be Mahomes just purely because, you know, I think it's just amazing the stuff he can do. You know, he was playing on basically one leg for a few of the playoff games. You know, he, he he's there every season. Now, I know this is purely on one season kind of how a player plays but I don't know I think people just like really like Mahomes and I think you look at his stats so he have over 40 touchdowns and you look throwing touchdowns and you look at Jalen's and Jalen's is he only has the 22 touchdowns but then you have to remember that Jalen is more of a he's a dual threat quarterback he runs a lot as well a lot more than Mahomes and he has 13 touchdowns rushing as well so it I, I just think it will be Mahomes. So I think, you know, Jalen lost a little bit of momentum, you know, going into the going into the end of the season, just in terms of the two games he couldn't play. But um all due credit to Mahomes. Like I he, he does deserve it. Like I think like I always say that Patrick Mahomes is the only reason that the Chiefs are 
where they are. I think if they had any other quarterback, even Herbert, or if they had Carr or Russell Wilson, I don't think they, they'd be a contender every year. I don't think they'd be in the AFC Championship. They'd probably get to wildcard rounds and stuff like that, but there's no way they, they'd constantly be the top of the AFC West and constantly in AFC Championship games if they didn't have Mahomes. And he's played amazingly this season. I think he probably was a little bit overlooked in a sense of, not overlooked because people all know it's going to be him that wins, but I think people just kind of, it's kind of like when something new comes along and it's shiny, like the way Jalen Hurts came along this year and he obviously had his breakout season and he does deserve it. I think he deserves, you know, a, a, a potentially being the MVP because of that and how much of an influence he's been to the Eagles. But, you know, you can't discredit what Mahomes has done either. His stats, you know, playing on one leg in the playoffs, you know, he's always consistent. And I, I think that plays into the MVP as well, even though, you know, it's a one season thing. I think consistency is a big thing and it's a big thing for me. And, you know, Mahomes is just as important as Hurts to his team because when they're both not there, the teams both don't play their best. And Mahomes probably deserves it more because Hurts is surrounded by a lot more talent. I think he has better wide receivers. You know, he probably has the better O-line. He definitely has the better defense. So I think begrudgingly, the MVP this year is Mahomes. I agree with everything you're saying, apart from one thing. One small thing. If Russell um, Wilson was on the Broncos, because that's what you reacted to. Or if Russell Wilson was no, on the Chiefs. No, 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 no. I, I, think, I think the Chiefs team is a good team. I think they're not as good as they were last year, but I, I still think they're up there. And I look, I think Andy Reid plays a massive part of that. You know, I really, really, I think his experience is... It's just, it's unmatchable in what they have in the league. But I take on board what you're saying completely and, and, and I, I can see why you're saying it. Um, the thing that pisses me off about this award is it shouldn't go to just a quarterback every year. Like it's going to go to a quarterback based on the performance of a player. But when you see someone like Justin Jefferson who gets nominated for this award, it's like he's just happy to get nominated because he knows he's not, he's not going to win it, which is funny. It's hard. Um, my heart wants Jalen Hurts to win the MVP because of the season that he had, but more so the lack of playing time in comparison to Mahomes and what he was able to do is stunning. Um, if Josh Allen had had the same end of the season that Mahomes has had, that's had, I think it would be a different discussion. Um, Joe Burrow, I, I think, is going to be... Sorry, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I just to piggyback on what you said, I think if... Burrow was in the Super Bowl instead of Mahomes. I think Burrow would have had a really uh, a good case for it as well. Okay, cool. yeah, I, I agree. I think I think Burrow's evolution is um, is something that we're going to look at over the next couple of years because he, he's obviously. I think the Bengals are in a situation where it's either next year or the year after they've got to pay so many guys. But Burrow is just class. As long as they can find a way, and as long as like guys like him and Justin Herbert can find ways to be to be like Tom Brady in the sense of what Tom Brady was, he was contract friendly. He found a way to take the money down and spread it around and allow himself to get to those amount of Super Bowls. And that's why I think you're not going to see that so much. And that's why I think it's so impressive to see someone like Patrick Mahomes get to the Super Bowl injured with his Chiefs team. I think it's it's an incredible achievement. I think Mahomes will win the MVP based on the full season in terms of the full regular season, which is based on. Um, I do think if Jalen Hurts was not injured and didn't miss any games, he'd be the MVP. But I would not be surprised if Jalen Hurts wins the MVP because the people that vote for this award, I think I don't know how many people vote for it, but they'll be looking at all the factors. It's most likely Mahomes will win it. I think, I, I genuinely think Jalen Hurts should win it, but we'll see what happens. Um, let's go with, before we get a Super Bowl pick, let, let's just go with Coach of the Year. So the last three, 
are. Um, well, I, I've seen this on AP. So it, AP, the Associated Press, Michaela, are saying the last three are Brian Dable, Doug Peterson, and Kyle Shanahan. That is apparently the final three out of the five. Um, Sean McDermott and Nick Sirianni were in the top five as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, like just obviously first off, who do you think should win it? Who do you want to win it? Reasons for, against, I'm, I'm all ears. I think people would probably be like, she's going to be biased again and say Nick Sirianni should have been in the top three. But like, I like, even when that- He's done that a hell came, of a job, Michael, I'll give you that. Like he's done, a, he's, he's, he's done some job. He's done a hell of a job, but I think looking at that talent that that team has, if he didn't do a hell of a job, he probably would have, if they didn't get into the playoffs, I think it would have been, I think he'd be there next year, but I think he'd be on a little bit of a hot seat because looking, like I always say, the Eagles are a very, very complete team. If if the head coach couldn't get them very far in the playoffs, then there's something wrong with the head coach. But um, no, I I even before um the nominees came out, I said it was between two guys for me. I think it's between Doug Peterson and it's between between Brian Dable because they come in, they come into these franchises, um, first year in their franchises and you know, the Giants really don't have a lot of star power, let's say, you know, kind of just questions about the quarterback. Their star is consistently injured. Um, they give a big contract to Kenny Galladay, who has not done anything for them. That's probably more on the general manager than obviously the head coach. But there was a lot of work to be done there for the Giants. And, you know, I think the, the Giants and the commanders and the Eagles when they're a couple of years ago, even only as far back as two or three years ago, when they were, they were the reason why the NFC East was called the NFC least. So for Brian Dable to come in and just kind of start off so red hot than they did. Now I know they kind of stuttered towards the end, but if I was a Giants fan and Brian Dable was coming in and Daniel Jones was my quarterback, I wouldn't have expected them to got to the, the playoffs. So if I was a Giants fan, I'd be chuffed that they got that far. Um, and, you know, that they they bet the teams that they did. And then, but for me, it, it genuinely is Doug Peterson because the New York Giants is a very storied franchise. You know, they've won two Super Bowls. They had, they've had great players in the past where kind of, you know, the Jaguars are kind of, remember when the Jaguars were in the championship game a couple of years ago, who was their quarterback, Blake Bortles? And now he's like, non-existent in the league so I think to come in to no I don't think the Jaguars are as messy as some franchises such as maybe the Jets or something like that or the Browns I don't think the Jaguars are as messy as them but to come into a team that didn't really have a lot of success and especially you know the stuff they went through last year with their (laughs) um with the with Urban Meyer and you know all the stuff they went through and all the kind of drama that was that was surrounding the team and kind of the pressure to get something out of Trevor Lawrence because you know he was the not only because he was the number one pick but because he's supposed to be intended to be this generational talent so and I think the biggest thing as well though the Jags had the worst record last year they had the number one pick and I've said this multiple times before to go into a team that had the number one pick that had the worst record and bring them to the divisional game with the ja- uh, with the Chiefs is just 
incredible and the comeback that they got against the Chargers was incredible as well like you have to be such a sound-minded coach and a good coach to get your quarterback out of that funk of a four interception first half and to kind of know all credit to Trevor Lawrence as well there's something inside of him but he, he has to be coached in the right way to get them for for to get them to have that comeback and it wasn't like they were playing a bad team like the Chargers definitely underperformed this season but they have stars they've Khalil Mack they've Joey Boza they've Justin Herbert so for them to come back and get that win and go as far as they did when last year they were picking first in the draft for me no question it's Doug Peterson we just went 24 minutes on this podcast. Well, I'd obviously say the, the obvious news as well. Broncos have got Sean Payton and the Texans have got D'Amico Ryans. I think they, I think that conversation deserves a separate podcast. So we'll see if we can get some time this week to talk about that. But just in case people are wondering if we've been awake for the last week. Uh, this is intriguing to me because I can see an argument for all three. If you're basing this on the regular season... You give it to anybody. The Jaguars come back. They were dead in the water in London when they were playing the Broncos. I remember people in the press box saying, is Trevor Lawrence a bust? That conversation was being had in the press box in London. Is Trevor Lawrence a bust? And it was, look, he was, the, they were in bad nick then. They were in bad, bad nick halfway through the season. He's turned it around. What Brian Dable was able to do with the roster they had in New York, which I well, it's, it's no secret. It's not the best roster by any shape or form, right? It's incredible. I, I think you have to give it to Kyle Shanna. Trey Lance goes down. Jimmy Garoppolo goes down. Brock Purdy comes in. And they still find a way to get one game from the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy, we, we don't know. There could have been a situation on Sunday if Purdy stayed in the game, they could have beat that Eagles team. We do not know. It didn't happen. I, I think you have, but if you're looking on the regular season, sorry, they went in what a 10 game unbeaten run. I think by far, you know, I, I I pinpoint that Thursday night game against the Seahawks where they won the NFC West title at the start of December. Yeah, look, I, I'm I, I'm giving it to Shanahan. Um so, I yeah. do understand the argument for Shanahan for him to go through three quarterbacks in the year and to be in the NFC championship game is incredible. But he's kind of like a Sirianni for me in the sense of if he didn't get, like, I know they probably shouldn't have gotten to the NFC Championship game, but a lot of the thing that people were applauding the Niners over the defense. So, you know, I know the quarterback is obviously the most important position in football, but like I said, it's kind of like Sirianni for me. is like if he didn't get far with that roster, even though they had, you know, the quarterback issues, they still have Christian McCaffrey, they still have Ayuk, they still have Samuel, they still have Williams on the offensive tackle, they've got Nick Boza. So, you know, I think Doug and Brian did a lot more with a lesser team, if that makes sense. I think the I think the job that they've done to bring in McCaffrey, but also the four quarterbacks, or three quarterbacks, four quarterbacks when it comes to the FC Championship game, for me, I, I think that's an incredible achievement to, to get. Because you think the mindset usually is your quarterback was down, you're screwed. That's usually the mindset. So I think they've done a great achievement. I'm going to stick with Shanahan and see the crack. Um, right, I need to get your Super Bowl pick. So, look, that's all I already have time for. So let's get the most important thing here. Eagles, Chiefs. I'm, I'm glad that you're not in Arizona. I'm sorry you're not there, Michaela. If money was no option, I'd be flying you out and have a bit of crack next week. But um, I know next year we'll all be in Vegas having a bit of fun. And uh, I obviously want to publicly thank you for... Um, 
just obviously over the last couple of months, it's been great crack doing this and we'll and we'll obviously continue the journey off season. But obviously if this is the last time you're on this before the Super Bowl, obviously um just a very public acknowledgement to not just your time but your flexibility as well and your belief in this brand. So thank you very much for that. Um you are an Eagles fan. Um I can tell you as somebody that you know watches my team play the Chiefs twice a year. I I I mean, when was the last time the Broncos won an Arrowhead? I, I can never get my hopes up when you're playing the Chiefs. But look, I, I, I'll i be a man here in a minute. Like, they're a damn good football team. Patrick Mahomes is, is sensational, even with one or one leg or not. He has two weeks to recover. He's going up against a, a great Eagles run, a great Eagles run game. He's going up against an Eagles defense, which is sensational. But it's still Patrick Mahomes. It's still Travis Kelsey. And they can get uh, Valdez Scantland, Sky Moore into the game as well with their defense. This is hard to call, Michaela. Yeah, it is. Because you can see the game going either way. You can see the game going an Eagles shutout. You could see the game being very, very close, being a defensive slugfest. You could see Patrick Mahomes doing something to the Eagles, which has not really been done this season. And that is going out and putting two quick scores on the board. And I think if that happened, that would be incredible because that would really, I think for the neutrals, make this a classic if it happened. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Well, obviously, I'm being honest. Like, if I was a fan of a team that weren't good enough to win the Super Bowl or to win the Champions League, like, say, if it was Liverpool somehow got into the Champions League and they were playing Man City, I'd be like, Man City will batter them. Even though I'm a diehard Liverpool fan, I will say Man City will batter them. But I have. That's not happening this year, don't worry. No, it's not. Liverpool are atrocious. (laughs) But um, no, I'm. I think I do think it it can be close just because you know it's my homes and stuff like that. But it would actually be so depressing if the Chiefs won it. it not just saying as an Eagles fan, like it would be boring. And I don't think the Chiefs really deserve to win it. You know, I think there's definitely teams. Even the 49ers deserve probably, I know the 49ers can't be in the game against the Eagles, but like even the Bengals probably deserved to me to be there more than the Chiefs. Um, especially since the Bengals, how they started the season, they were really bad at the beginning of the season. We all thought they were going to be a one hit wonder. But just like looking back over some of the, the games that the Chiefs have played this season, like they've only bet the Broncos by like six points and three points. And that was the Broncos. You know how Broncos. Great defense, O'Mikillo. Great, great defense against the Chiefs. Yeah, um, and then they've only bet the Texans by six points, and the Texans are atrocious as well. Um, I think over the whole season, I think the Eagles have been more consistent. I think the Eagles players have the hunger more than the Chiefs because obviously the Chiefs have won it before. They probably think they're the bee's knees and deserve to be in this game every year but it's it's not about the belief you can get there I think do the Chiefs have a little bit of sense of entitlement that we deserve to be there every year that was always my issue with the Chiefs after they won their Super Bowl and seeing kind of Kelsey's reaction beating the Bengals on you know in the AFC Championship game I do I know say, he- I would say like I, I, I look I, I agree with you I would say it's one game like mm. it, it all goes out of the window You're like this is a genuine conversation like it's like I'm not giving away my pick because I'm I'm actually I'm sort of on the fence, you know. I mm. fought Philly you at the still, start, but you you still have a little few days or weeks. It's hard because it. you you like you you want to see Mikhail, you want to see 
you want to see what they're like in practice next week. You want to see what they're like on Tuesday and Wednesday. Like if Mahomes is fine, it's very, very difficult not to, it's very difficult to pick against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I, I thought the year that they played the Bucks, it would be a lot closer. But I think that was a real weird year generally because of COVID and stuff. Mm. I mean, I think there are many positive storylines if the Chiefs win it. I think like, you know, it's looking at Mahomes' legacy. Like if he was to win two by 27, I think. You start a whole conversation. Obviously, Sirianni hurts. The Eagles' defense is one. Tell you what, give me your give me your winner and give me your MVP, and I, and I and I will shut up and not be on the fence. Sorry. You mean Super Bowl MVP? Yes. Um, winner is because I'm not gonna lie. Even though I'm a fan, I am a bit. Now I'm. It's I'm going with the Eagles. I'm going with the Eagles. No, I can't. You can't. Like, like I said, if Eagles were a bad team and I knew they didn't have a chance, I'd be picking the Chiefs. Here, but... you're, you're welcome to be. You're, you're welcome to pick whoever you want. I, I'm just. I'm just. Oh, of, I know. Like, I know. But like, I. Do like, you think I... it'll be a close game, or do you think it'll be? Do you think it'll be end to end? What do you think? I think it's gonna have to. I think it's gonna be close. I think it's probably gonna be a touchdown in it for the winning score. And I think the MVP, obviously, if the Eagles win, I think the Super Bowl MVP will be hurts it'd have to be hurts you know you know you could argue aj brown you could argue you you know something like that but i do genuinely think it'll be hurts you know mahomes will get probably the league mvp and hurts will get the super bowl the super bowl mvp and i'll be happy with that obviously i think like look at the whole situation with um like super bowl mvps in the past you know like it's funny because the year that the broncos got to the um, Super Bowl. Uh, Von Miller was the Super Bowl MVP, and it was a big, it was a big shock because Cam Newton was having a hell of a season. You didn't really see, you didn't sort of think that Peyton Manning would in the in the in the way that he was playing. Rob Gronkowski in twenty twenty one had two touchdowns in the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady was still MVP. I think it would take an awful lot for AJ Brown to be the MVP. He probably need two or three touchdowns with over 120 yards rush to even be considered. And I genuinely think that, especially when you've got Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes in the field. But I would say this, there has not been a defensive MVP. I'm not giving away any picks here, right? There has not been a defensive MVP in the league since Vaughn Miller in 2016. I think we get a defensive MVP this year from either team. I'm just going to say it now for the crack. But um, yeah, it's emotional. That, that's it. Mm. So you're picking the Eagles, picking Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great game. Have you anything planned for Super Bowl, Michaela? Are you gonna to go to any parties, or is there anything that we can promote here, or just having a quiet night? In? I kind of prefer having a quiet quiet night in for the Super Bowl because I'm not even joking. I was at the NFC Championship game in the Woolshed, and it was eight o'clock, and I was nearly falling asleep at half nine. In fairness, I'd been out all day like doing other stuff, <laughs> but like I was nearly falling asleep. But I like sitting at home and watching it and order dominoes and wings and kind of doing the table up in the colors of who was it was in vegas last year right so i did like um vegas colors silver and black and this year i'll probably do it in the eagles colors obviously the super bowl last year it was in i should know because i was there it was in vegas la LA. it was in la vegas vegas has it next year for the first time ever it's gonna be it's gonna be good fun draft this year was the vegas the draft last year yeah the draft, yeah. Oh, okay, that's what I did. I did black and silver for the draft. That's what it was. God, so your draft party sound good. Uh, obviously, big shout out to the Wallshed, which you mentioned. They're hosting 
Jeff Reinbold this week as well. And uh, looking forward to seeing you this week, Michaela. And, this will um, be, for everyone listening, this will be the first time me, Michael, and Mark meet in person. I think he's probably met Mark in person, but he hasn't, none of them have met me in person. Like for a split second, like for five minutes, because I have to do everything else. <laughs> it's it's going to be a good crack. I'm... Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good fun. Uh, for, actually, right enough for people that are listening to this podcast, that episode with Richard Graves and Jeff Reinbold and potentially myself, I'm not sure what the crack is yet, that is going to be on the internet next week. We've got a videographer on Friday night in Dublin. Um, it's completely sold out, but you'll be able to watch it next week. Um, me and Mark will be in Arizona next week, but you've heard it first from Michaela. She's picking the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Michaela, obviously... Uh, a massive thanks to you for the last few weeks and months and uh, I hope you enjoy the game and uh, Sherlock, we'll, we'll chat whenever we're back, yeah? It'll be grand. It'll be grand. <laughs> and we'll be in Vegas all next year. I'm already looking at hotels. Think of all the throwing tops in Vegas next year. We're going to crack. Michaela, uh, thanks a million. Chat to you soon. And folks, thanks a million for listening to this podcast. Please do like, share, subscribe and we'll chat to you soon. Keep it up. Bye.